Welcome to a brand new podcast from Key3 Media. This is Six of the Best, where we ask the same six questions to successful business owners. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Six of the Best, where we ask the same six questions to successful business owners. And delighted today to have Jason King with us, who is Director of Bayfield Vehicle Hire one of the leading vehicle hire firms in the West Midlands. So real real pleasure to, ha- to have you here today, Jason. Thank you, Andy. Nice to be here. Excellent. So, I mean, well, first of all, can you let everyone know who you are and what your company does? Okay, well, as you say, my name's Jason King. I set up and run Bayfield Vehicle Hire in Shrewsbury. Uh, we set up in January 2010. And we do car and van hire throughout Shropshire. We've now grown to two depots. We have one in Shrewsbury and one in Telford. Uh, we've got about 280 vehicles at any one time on our fleet. And it's a mixture of small cars through to large, what's called three and a half ton vans. And we rent those out on any terms, anything from a 24 hour period up to 12 months contract hire. So we're dealing with local individuals that are just moving house, need a van for the day or want a car for a week mm-hmm. if they go on holiday somewhere. Through to um, large local SMEs that need vehicles for their businesses. And we also deal with some national companies as well. That need occasionally to hire a vehicle for whatever reason it might be. Wow! So, so, so obviously, lots of customers, lots of vehicles, uh, quite a few staff. So, I hope you get uh, lots of good insights from you today. Yeah. Then, so, um, well, <laughs> so I mean, there is competition for everyone, uh, I suppose. But I mean, what sets you apart in your industry from your competitors? Well, my background before 2010 wasn't vehicle hire. In fact, it wasn't even the motor trade. So, it was a big step for me to come into this industry. And the research that we did at the time showed that there was, we felt there was a gap in the marketplace for a vehicle hire business that had some of the attributes of the big national chains that are on every high street in every mm-hmm. town and city, but also some of the key important attributes of your locally owned and run individual private company. So we, the way we set ourselves apart is that we provide the quality of vehicle and the quality of premises and the quality of branding and image that goes with your big national corporations that have got depots in every town and city in the country. But we um, back that up with the quality of service and the availability and the flexibility that you generally only see available from your own and managed businesses. Okay. So the way that manifests itself really is simple things. We open seven days a week. Right. So if a customer wants to hire a vehicle from us just for 24 hours on Saturday, they can do that. Whereas when we set up back in 2010, if you wanted a van just for a Saturday, you had to have it on the Sunday as well because the vehicle hire business didn't open on the Monday. Uh, okay. So we open seven days a week and we open from 7 a.m. So we're there nice and early. So if your tradesperson gets in the vehicle one morning, turns the key and it won't start, they like to start at seven, they can ring us and we'll have them on the phone on the road again by about half past seven. So we open from early till late. We open seven days a week. We're very flexible, we don't take a deposit off people, so you pay the rental and away you go for the period that you've hired it for. But then we couple that up with the fact that uh, all of our vehicles are under 12 months old, so you're guaranteed a nice, new, clean vehicle, freshly validated, all of our premises are branded, they're in nice locations on main roads, which are visible and branded. And we provide all the, the policies and the procedures and the insurances that you would expect from a, from a large vehicle rental business. So it's big enough to care, but small enough to, to care even more, really, if you like. Okay. So we just try and have our foot in, in both camps, really. Wow. Right. Okay. So that's well, a lot that sets you apart from the competition. I suppose 
couple of names might might leap out in terms of the big boys, but like you say, that personal service to actually easily speak to someone on the phone, like a member of your team, uh, must be must be obviously very very beneficial for, well, yeah, for when you, you guys. Yeah, when somebody rings us, they will speak to someone from our team. Yeah. So uh, the office is manned from seven a.m., but the phones are answered twenty four hours a day. And we can and do get phone calls at all sorts of right, okay, times and right. days. And when you answer the phone at 10 o'clock at night, pay for your vehicle hire, how can I help you? The, the look of the tone of surprise you get from someone to say, oh, I thought I'd get an answer machine. I was going to leave a message for tomorrow. Um, so that sets us apart. You speak to the person that's going to be actually sat behind the desk the next morning when you go in to get your vehicle or whenever it might be. And, um, yeah, so we just try and put that little bit of personality into the business and because we don't have a high turnover of staff, it's all about relationships with our customers as well. So most of our custom comes from repeat business. Excellent. Gain, retain, get a customer, show you love them and keep them forever. Excellent. Retention, that's what we love. Which brings us nicely on to question number three. So, I mean, you mentioned about setting up in 2010 or when you were doing your initial research. Our question number three is, in your experience, what would be your top tips when setting up a business? Right, well, obviously it varies really, because if you've run businesses before, then you're probably prepared for, for life as being a, a one-man band sole trader compared to being an employee. But if this is your first business venture, then you just need to make sure you're going into it for the right reasons. So make sure the idea that you've got is well thought through, and you, there is definitely a gap for it in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You'll never know till you open the doors for certain, yeah. but you've got to have put some effort into it to make sure that it is a viable business proposition. So what is it you're going to do? How are you going to do it? Is there a gap for it in the marketplace? So all that kind of product stuff, which is just making sure that when you go to market with whatever it is you're doing, that it's going to be received positively by, by your target market. Can you compete both on price or service? What What's going to set you apart from the other places where your potential customers could go to? But also you've got to look at yourself in the mirror very carefully. You've got to make sure that you've got what it takes to be able to be self-employed. Do you think that some people can't, because obviously a lot of people like the idea of being self-employed because they think it's just, you know, golfing holidays all the time and the staff do everything. But we know obviously that that can be just the tip of the iceberg. Lots of hard work goes on beneath the water. Do you think it is right for everyone or some people know they're just, it's just, they're just not cut out for it? No, it's not right for everybody. Otherwise, we wouldn't, everybody would be doing it, wouldn't they? So it's definitely not right for everybody. And you've got to take your time and really think carefully about what your skills are. Because when you first turn the key in your door on that first day you go in, you'll be doing everything. You'll, you'll be setting out your product, but you'll also be paying the utility bills. You'll be changing the toilet roll and the toilets. You'll be painting the walls. You'll be meeting the accountant and the bank manager. You'll be dealing with marketing strategy. You've got to be able to multi-skill. And you've got to also remember that you've probably never really completely turned off. So are you able to go home at night and have that work-life balance? Are you able to cope with the pressure of never really turning off completely? And, and don't forget, when you first set up, you will do all the hours as well. Until you've got the business financially strong enough to be able to take on a team around you, then you'll do all the hours that are needed to run that business. So how's that going to affect your wife, your partner, your husband, your children, your 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 private life you've got to think carefully about that because the grass isn't always green on the other side no, no. i took took my family to powers castle for the day yesterday and maddie said to me she goes are you coming as well then dad and she just assumed i was going to be working mm-hmm. and that was a bit of a, a another wake-up call yes it's, uh, it's when you're in the car and the phone goes uh, um, and it's on the on the bluetooth 
and then your kids jump in at the age of six and seven <laughs> years old with Bayfield vehicle hire <laughs> before you can Excellent. even answer the phone Excellent. that you realise that oh. you know the impact oh. it's having on the. I can see it now. Bayfield yeah. vehicle hire, the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people have have talked about uh, staff, and you say about taking on a team. I mean, do you have any quick tips about about recruiting, about about maybe interviewing, sort of? what to look for because you know cvs tend to be the first thing not that uh, you know we don't really look at cvs but that's not that's not the case for everyone but do you have any quick tips for our for our listeners and viewers about when recruiting i've always tried to to work on the basis that you hire slowly and fire quickly really right okay and it's very difficult to stick to um because you can very often find that you're suddenly in a situation where you need an extra pair of hands just for a short-term period of time and it's important to make sure that you're recruiting the right person because as soon as you go from one-man band to employing your first member of staff, then you're a two-man band. And is that other person the right fit for your business? So you need to take a bit of time if you can and just step back from business and think, well, what skills have I got? What skills do I need in the business? Where is the gap? And am I interviewing the right people to do the right job? And you're going to be entrusting them with your baby. It's your brand, your business that you've built up and you're going to be asking your customers to possibly deal with this person rather than yourself. So are you recruiting the right person to get into that role that will look after your brand the right way and do the right things by your business? And, and that's the big step, I think, taking on your first member staff. So, yeah, it's just try and take your time. Don't rush into any decisions. Don't just employ your mate down the pub because he's, <laughs> right. he's got a bit of free time he wants okay. to fail or a friend of friends, that sort of thing. Take your time to interview. And it might cost you a bit of money because you might have to do some advertising or you might decide to go through a recruitment agency to get it in, which again will cost you a bit of money. But if you get the right person in, that, that's an investment in your business that will pay you back massively over the years if you get the right person. Yeah, working with friends and family. I'm mm. sure that'll be a whole podcast in itself. That but then once so. you do get somebody in, if it's not working out for any reason, if you've already employed that person, you think, well, I wish I hadn't gone down that route then you do really need to face up to that issue and deal with that one quite quickly because you can't be friends to everybody all the time. And if someone's just not working out, you need to be able to deliver that message and either train them up so they can do the job properly or agree a way forward with them. Right, okay. Interesting stuff. Um, number four, which I suppose is a similar sort of thing, really. I mean, what are the biggest challenges for business owners? Would you say sort of generally and perhaps even, even specifically at the moment? I think perhaps touched on some of them already. Work-life balance is important. If you've got a family, most of us have, then it's important that you do allocate time separately to be able to spend time with your family when you aren't answering the phone and when you aren't thinking constantly 100% about your business. So try and make sure you have some downtime. Make sure you have some time to spend with your family so you get that work-life balance. And remember why you went into business. You, you, a lot of us go into business because we think we'll be able to achieve more, have a better quality of life than we had before we set up the business. So it's about making sure that you're actually achieving those objectives. And if you're not, reassess the situation. Um, and make sure you've, you've got a vision really. So you understand where you want to be in two, three, five years time, whatever it might be. And, and just keep referring back to that vision. So just a sense check really, to make sure that you're still doing the right things in the right way. And is it getting you to where you want to be? So it's about making sure you're on the right path and you're happy with the way the business is going. And, and if, you just, if it's not, be strong enough to, to make the changes that are needed to make sure 
you are achieving your overall ambition of why you went into business that very first time. Yeah, excellent. And so you've been in business a, a long, long time. You've seen things change, things come and go, things get better and for worse. And question number five, what has changed the most for you, Jason King, in business? <clears throat> it's interesting because sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. And I don't think that the basics of business ever change, really. You've got to have a good product. You've got to price it correctly. You've got to make customers feel valued. You've got to try and keep customers coming back to you all the time. And things go on around the edges, which will always have a short-term impact on your business, but the basics don't change. As long as you've got a viable product that is needed, then customers will still buy it. And the world keeps, keeps turning. The wheels of industry never stop turning. Mm -hmm. So you've just got to make sure that you're staying relevant and you're working in the same space. So interest rates go up and down. Finance costs change. Um, employee regulation changes. Health and safety law changes. Um, new products come out from suppliers. And then big things like you know, Brexit is obviously going on at the moment. And exchange rates are changing all the time. But ultimately, in my business people still need to hire vehicles and I have vehicles to hire. So it's just making sure that you have some common ground between what you're supplying and what the customers want. Excellent. So really it's, it's about remembering that even though things change, as long as you're still relevant and you're attractive to the consumer, you'll still succeed. The level of success might change over time because sometimes things go in your favor and it's great. And other times things go against you, mm -hmm. but, the basics don't change. People like dealing with people. So make sure you're able, you're in the right space. You're the kind of person that people want to deal with. Excellent. People by people, absolutely. Because I know you're a keen advocate of networking, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You're very well known in the business community. And I suppose that, despite you know social media, the growth of social media, that face-to-face, -face, being out and about, being visible, and perhaps support, learning, and doing business off your peers, is still important for you guys? Yeah, very much so. Networking is a, is a great tool for any new business. And it can be quite nerve-wracking at first when you stand up in a room full of people that you don't really I know. Re I remember it yeah. well. <laughs> or maybe even worse, sometimes there was one or two people in the room that you do know really, really well, and they, but they just haven't seen you in a work environment. So then you've, you're presenting another side to you. But everyone's been in the same situation. I mean, we talked a bit about network. I mean, as, as a seasoned networker, do you have any sort of an advice on, on, on people for that? Because not everyone... Because I say it can be a little bit intimidating, can't it? I mean, do you, do you have any, any sort of advice that you can share with, uh, with our listeners about, about going out, doing the breakfast networking? Yeah, just put yourself out there. Just go in and give it your best possible shot. If you're going to set yourself in up in business, then you've got to really be able to do that kind of elevator speech which is a 30 second, this is what my business is all about and this is why we're different type thing. You've got to be able to rattle that off pretty quickly to somebody to get over your point as to why you're in the room. So, and if you can't do that sort of thing, then you've got to get those skills pretty quickly. Otherwise you are going to struggle right at the beginning with setting your business up because you've got to get the word out there. So prepare yourself a little bit, have a go. Don't be, be afraid of making mistakes because everybody that's in that room has been through exactly the same and they all know exactly what you're thinking and what you're going through. And don't forget, not only are you trying to kind of promote your services to them, they're trying to promote their services to you as well. So it's a two-way street. So 
go into it on the basis of you're trying to give something to the group. So try a few groups, find one that you feel comfortable in, start with that one, and then approach it on the basis that actually, what can I give to other people in the group in terms of business? And how can I promote their business to my contacts? Rather than going in thinking, right, what can I get from the group? Give us gain to, to, to nip a phrase from yeah, a certain network. Yeah. <laughs> where would that one come from? Oh, don't, don't. I've started sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so question number six. What do you love the most about running your own business? Oh, it's the reward. It's the challenge. It's It sometimes feel like you're scaling Everest. It's, and everything is against you. And you just don't know quite how you're going to get through. But ultimately, if you've got the right attitude and the right team around you, and you've got the right idea, you achieve it. And then the sense of achievement that you get from running your own business is second to none. Excellent. Really. What, what is the, the, the number one thing you say sort of gets you up in the morning? You know, besides obviously, you know, providing for your family and, and, and so on. You know, what's the thing that gets you leaping out of bed to, to, to run the yeah. business in the morning? Yeah, well, you know, I can't lay claim to the fact that I leap out of bed every morning, <laughs> Andy. Um, and can't wait to get stuck into washing a van or something. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's... I'm a people person, so I like providing a service. And if somebody walks out of our depot with the key to a vehicle in their hand, even if they're just hiring it for one day, and we'll possibly never see them ever again because they may be moving from Shropshire somewhere to the south of France, and even if we might never see them again, if we've left them with a positive impression of our business and we provide them with a value service and we've had a good relationship with them for that couple of minutes that we were with them, then that's the reward that we look for, really. It's just about making other people happy. We can't do that all the time because it's impossible to make all the people happy all the time. Mm. But when you get, as long as you're getting it right more than getting it wrong, then you're doing well. And, and that's it, really. So for me, sometimes you get up in the morning and you think, do you know what? really really I'm not feeling the mood for this today but I know as soon as I get in the office and as soon as I've maybe had a chat with one or two of the staff find out what they've been up to answer the phone a couple of times spoken to some potential customers the buzz you get from that is fantastic and it's that uh, buzz just from taking booking really someone's rung up inquiring and you get talking to them you find some common ground and uh, they book a vehicle I think it's great it's a brilliant buzz whether it's a 60 pound hire a van for one day or some company that wants six vans for two years the size of it doesn't matter it's just the fact that you it's a it's a validation of what you're doing that that person's chosen to do business through you so we are therefore doing something that's valuable and right and i know sort of uh, our parents generation you, know, you work till 60 65 whatever it is and then you retire seeing more the people i sort of speak to now the business owners they're like actually couldn't think of anything worse than retirement they want to keep their hand in doing something i wonder i mean do you ever ever see yourself uh, not doing this I, I can't see myself ever properly fully retiring really um it's something that's in your genes really in your dna and the brain is always looking at opportunities and how you can develop things and change things and looking for the next challenge really yeah I can't see at the moment that will ever go away, no. So now I can't see myself leaving vehicle hire anytime soon. Excellent. Yeah. If I did, I'd have to go and find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
Yeah, stick your head in once a week, something cause some trouble and go away. I think it's always... Oh, yeah, the old hand grenade to, is the room. Yeah, it? to it's, always be yeah. involved somewhere. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse. My dad always used to say, oh, do you know how many people just keel over on the golf course when they've retired? Well, and that it's is like, the, the scary mm. thought, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I suppose you've got your cycling, though, haven't you? You've got your hobbies. Yeah. And so something away from work. Well, that's the work-life balance, very much so. My approach is in, in business has been to try and grow. Right from the outset, it was always to try and grow it into a multi-site business. So we've started off in Shrewsbury, we opened up in Telford. And once you get to that kind of size, you've then got a team around you. So the business no longer relies on me being there. Because if, if the business relies on one person, then it's fundamentally flawed. Mm -hmm. Because something at some stage will happen and the business could keel over completely. So I've always worked hard to build a team around me of people that are capable and competent to do the job, that will carry the vision on that we've created and do it the way we do it, the Bayfield way, really. So we've got that team around us such that I don't need to be the one that's answering the phone all the time. I have faith in my staff and my team to do it for me. And I always have the company's interests, best interests at heart, the customer's best interests at heart, the supplier's best interests at heart. So the business can run without me, if need be. And that then gives you the ability to have that work-life balance. So yeah, whether it's cycling or family holidays or whatever, you can spend a bit of time on your business rather than in it. Yeah, very, yeah, very important, that, I think. Very important. And brilliant. Right, so six, how are we doing for time? We'd, that's a, Tara's nodding, so that was good. That, that was really, really insightful. Always interested to speak to people with, with, with the team behind them, Jason. Mm -hmm. Always always learn every time I speak to you. So, I mean, obviously, thanks very much uh, for giving up uh, no some of your day to come and uh, share, share your insights and opinions with our readers and listeners. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you. Um, I look forward to hearing some of the other interviews that you're doing as well. Excellent. I get some tips. You never stop learning. <laughs> Absolutely. Learning's earning, as they say. There's a, there's a hashtag there somewhere. Right, that's that's it for today. Another edition of Six the Best. So I'll see you next time. Thanks once again to Thank Jason you. King from Bayfield Vehicle Hire. Thank you.